Hello and welcome back to our very specific brand of one-up podcast shenanigans. I'm Becky, your host for this month. I'm joined as per usual by Andy. What up farmers? And Bash. Hey up. And now Chip is currently taking a mental health break, which we fully support and we're sending him all our love and we hope to see him back at some point in the future. But not to worry, because we have Chip with us in spirit. Introducing Fake Chip, aka our Ben. Hi. <laughs> you may remember our Ben from such classic moments as when we all accidentally insulted him, or when Andy told him to fuck off in our Final Fantasy VII episode. Welcome, our Ben. I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember the episode we nice. accidentally insulted you in, but the it fuck was the off was very dead one. It was The Walking Dead, yes. I, I went on a rant about how much I hated Ben yeah. in the game, but it, out of context, it might have sounded like I wanted Ben to die in a bell tower. <laughs> Which is when we incidentally started calling you our Ben to to differentiate you from Walking Dead Ben. So there we go. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, despite the hate, obviously, previously. (laughs) (laughs) I learned to forgive. Yeah, it's fun to be here. It's just normal, that kind of messages I get from Andy anyway, so... Yeah, no, we all get them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just how I show love. This month, we are talking about the classic farming sim masterpiece that is Stardew Valley. I'm going to pause for music. I've forgotten the music. Shit. It's okay, I won't won't be singing the music, that's fine. (laughs) Well, now you have to. (laughs) Fine, I'll record myself singing the music. Thank you. This was a fucking dreadful idea. Why did we think this was a smart thing to do for an intro? Oh, shit. Fading out, fade out. Please, save me from this fucking intro. (laughs) Before we get into all of that, Jesus, how are we? What have we been playing? And I'm going to come to Andy first. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I've been playing a lot of The Pale Beyond. It's a survival game. It's come out on Steam. And How many of, all, of your I'll crew just... survive, Andy? How many of the it dogs depends. survived, Andy? Okay, right. First, <laughs> I'm just going to say what I want about the game first, and then I will open the floor to you chastising me for my actions <laughs> in the game. So as you probably guessed, it's a survival game. There's a, you make a lot of hard choices, and not everybody makes it out alive, especially when I'm in command. You're uh, in the captain of a ship trapped in ice during an expedition to the South Pole to retrieve uh, important scientific data from a previously lost expedition. Uh, you need to like keep tempers in check, keep crewmates on your side, keep them healthy and warm by uh, managing food and fuel supplies. Uh, it's very intense. There's a lot of pressure on you at all times. It's very easy just for people to drop dead of frostbite and stuff if you're not getting them treatment and throwing uh, penguins on the fire. Eventually, wow. you run out of, you, eventually you run out of fuel and you have to start throwing food on the fire, which usually comes in the form of like penguins and seals. Oh. So, you know, I have thrown many a penguin on that fire to keep people alive. Oh, can we please isolate that clip? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, it's very compelling, like drama. I, I've ended up putting like 50 hours into the game, playing it over and over again, getting different outcomes, gorgeous art style. Really well thought out writing. It's a bit buggy right now, but like I can kind of get past that because there's a lot of ambition behind it. It's it's very unique and like compelling and interesting. And I I won't spoil how the how it ends or 
any of the different endings I've gotten, but it does go in some very unexpected directions. So and now, also, I'll, you hate penguins. I hate penguins. So. Well, I don't hate them, but they bec- <laughs> they come in handy. <laughs> so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you pillage penguin resources for your own purposes. There is, there is a bit where like a colony of penguins come to the edge of the site to like investigate, and then I you can choose to have them slaughtered oh my god and then there's just a pile of <laughs> there's just a pile of dead penguins outside the camp for a while and you can send people out to fetch dead penguins wow the food so i, I kept that one under my hat for a while because i knew you were going to yell at me about the sled dogs well so yeah you, you can... killed the bull yes by so one. yeah i didn't do it one by one like everyone else joined in i shot one of them i, I made don't... the i don't think that's the defense you think it is it's the best thing i've got <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, okay, so I killed all of, almost all of the sled dogs that we had because the options in front of me were you shoot all the dogs or you leave them on the ice to either starve to death or be eaten by a lion seal because uh, they won't go on the sailboats with you because dogs can't ride sailboats, apparently. So I think I did the most merciful thing. I think you are underestimating dogs and I bet they could have gone on sailboats and, and done also, a better job, frankly. You left one alive. I, I did... Okay, yeah, I let the sled uh, sled keeper or whatever they're called keep their favourite dog because like, I thought that was the nice thing to do. And also, I didn't choose the option to turn all the dead dogs into meat. So oh, I, well, that's I was, okay then. I gave them some dignity and death. <laughs> I feel like that's worse. Yeah, I feel like that's like, worse. If yes. death, what, oh, why wow. Did, why, well, did, why did they die then? <laughs> yeah, it was just purposeless. It was mercy. <laughs> was so, it? I bet. I now bet if I said I turned all those dogs into sticks, you'd all yell at me. So I don't feel like I can win in this situation where I've killed many cute dogs. Absolutely not. <laughs> also, I did the one that did survive. The sled keeper ran away with some rations because the dog was pregnant and she didn't trust us to be able to stay alive. Which is understandable. And then I, yeah. and then yeah. I shot the sled keeper dead and the dog <gasps> attacked me and ran off into the wild where it was going to die. <laughs> This is all uh, terrible. It's a great game. <laughs> uh, the Pale Beyond. It's on Steam. Removing it from my wish list. Yeah. Sasha. I'm sorry, but it's a bloody survival game. Yeah. It's not a farm simulator. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you keep digging that hole, friend. <laughs> I, I had to dig many holes. Lots of people died on my <laughs> Sasha, I mean, look, right? I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. I have Just played nothing in approximately three months. Okay, I'm going great. through my own <laughs> mental health break at the moment, just but just from playing games, it would seem. Yeah. So I'm not even been playing Final Fantasy XIV. That's when you know it's got really bad. Um, yeah. Which is to say, yeah, I've just run out of steam a little bit at the moment. Ha, steam. Um, <laughs> which is what I'm looking at right now. Sorry. I was looking. What I can say is, I did play some of A Little to the Left, the game that was very kindly gifted to me by Andy. This was before I knew that he was um, a dog murderer, a penguin murderer, <laughs> um, slaughter of Antarctic animals. Yeah, but um, it's the best way I can describe it is like unpacking, but also a sorting game. And there is a cat that just wants to fuck up your shit occasionally. Did you put Aggie in the game? <laughs> so just just a cat then yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's really nice it's puzzles are fun enough there's 50 of them i believe and then like you can keep 
you can replay some of them because they have multiple ways to complete them and they also do like a daily puzzle challenge thing but I've not been doing that but the odd occasion where I have like where on my lunch breaks at work I typically have logged into you know to see my boys the scions of the seventh dawn um instead of doing that I have been occasionally logging in on a little to the left because it is extremely soothing and calming even when the cat is fucking up your shit which occasionally is really annoying because some of the puzzles are a bit more difficult than you'd expect them to be and then the cat will just like knock the shells or whatever and you'll be like for fuck's sake cat um (laughs) and i feel like i was given like low-grade ptsd with my own cats around me at times because i'd be getting annoyed at a cat and i think they'd think it was me at them (laughs) but no all cats are precious angels as we know even when they're little bastards so (laughs) amen to that (laughs) yeah i'm i am i am sorry to have let you down this way no no not let me down at all (laughs) with my three hours of gaming in three months to be yeah. honest, like it's actually quite refreshing to not have a game to talk about. You're starting a new trend in the what have we been playing. I like it. <laughs> ben, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing nothing. No. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Fall- it's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been playing? Um, oh, Metroid Prime Remastered on the Switch. Nice. Um, nice. Which I remember playing as a kid on my GameCube. And just being like really antisocial one weekend and just playing through it all. Um, and oh, it's it's so good. The original game is great, but this remaster, like, it's like, do you know, like when you watch like old clips of Tomb Raider 2 and it looks awful, but in <laughs> your mind, in your mind, it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Like, this is what the, this is what this remaster feels like. It feels like what it would look like if, you know, I tried to imagine it. I'm trying to think what's new in it. Mine's going blank. They've added in, so in the original game, if you haven't played it, because it was on GameCube, you couldn't run and shoot. You, you could like you had to stop, and then like you'd put like your little left arm on your cannon, and then you'd shoot stuff. Obviously, like things have progressed now, thankfully, and it's got like twin stick capability. Um, but yeah, just running around Talonfall, exploring. It's not really a difficult game, I don't think, which I like. I could just kind of go through it at my own pace. But yeah, that's that's basically what I've been playing the last couple of weeks. I had a week off work, which meant I could play through it. Um, nice and lots of marvel snap still yeah. still yeah. still hard on marvel snap i picked up thanos like as soon as he was available just really luckily and i've just been playing with thanos for like three months oh i haven't got thanos yet <laughs> it's so fun like it, oh. you get all the infinity stones in your deck oh. um, and they all do different things and yeah it's, it's a lot of fun to play with i need to get back into marvel snap it has been a while since i last s- snapped that sounds like a psychotic break but let's move on (laughs) (laughs) i've been playing through mass effect trilogy which is really good we are going to cover it at some point in a future episode because i know chip and andy love it ben have you played mass effect i've not played the remastered but i played the original games you have played them yeah cool so yeah so i'm i think i'm about like halfway i want to say halfway through three but i don't actually know and I've also been playing Forza Horizon 5 as a newly minted Xbox Series X dickhead. Yes. So, yeah. So, Andy, you are right in your surprise game of the year 2021 pick. It's really fun. It is. I, I, I do not steer you wrong. I know. It reminds me so much of Burnout Paradise, which is like... Yes. This is one of my favourite driving games of all time. 
So yeah, I'm having a blast. It's great. I feel vindicated. Because <laughs> like it's my game yeah. of the year and everyone's like, what the fuck? To be honest, it was Let's more say. it was more what the fuck is you picking a driving game than it was the That's game itself. Fair, yeah. Um, yeah. and also the fact that you blindsided us with it. I, I did keep it entirely to myself <laughs> yeah. for like half a year. <laughs> so it was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not vindicated then. I was a liar. Oh, okay. Moving on. Segway. <laughs> Saru, are we ready to travel to Stardew Valley, everybody? Yep, my bags are packed. Cool, let's get the bus. It is a bus that you're on, <laughs> isn't it? It was a bus, yeah. I'm dra- like, I didn't write this metaphor, I'm just labouring it, and I'm going to move on. <laughs> anyway, <Okay. laughs> oh, it's late, I'm sorry, I'm tired. So yes, <laughs> heavily inspired by the Harvest Moon series, Stardew Valley was developed by one-man band Eric Barone on his lonesome the Mad Bastard, and released in 2016 for Windows. It has since been ported to multiple platforms and is well known for taking over the lives of anyone who plays it, as we all know. The game's basic premise is your character is a downtrodden corporate stooge, the capitalist nightmare. Who isn't these days? But your grandfather <laughs> kindly bequeaths you his farm in Pelican Town, which is situated in a lovely idyll called Stardew Valley. And it's up to you to turn the dilapidated land into a fully functioning farm by sowing, tending and harvesting your crops, slowly making friends with the locals, battling through the infested mines and deciding whether or not you wish to align with the potentially nefarious Jojo Corporation. Boo. 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 Bankers. <laughs> Anyone who has listened to this podcast knows how beloved this game is to me, but I wanted to open the floor to everyone else before we start. Like, what are your overall thoughts and feelings about Stardew Valley? Anyone jump in? All right, I thought you were somebody. No, I was. I was hoping someone would be like, "Ta-da!" Anyway, ta-da! I have an there you go. <laughs> I guess I like it. I don't love it. And I feel like I'm an outlier on that as ever. <laughs> That's okay, Sasha. It's a like though. It's not like you're saying yeah, everyone like... who likes it is a Nazi. <laughs> <So> it's <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, it's one of those where I know and have heard the many tales of the people who've played it and you get swept away for like 400, 500 hours of their life. And according to steam i've played it for 25 hours <laughs> so i don't think it's quite grabbed me in the same way i mm. don't know if it's just because in the early seasons it feels a bit chawsome to me. yeah yeah there's a, there's a grind yeah yeah for sure and i will leave it at that for now and but yeah like it's it's good it's charming as heck but did it grab me and hold me in its terrifying death grip to farm <laughs> until I had no bones left. No, it did not. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Sasha. It definitely grabbed me in its death grip, if we're calling it that now. <laughs> <laughs> so I got it on the PlayStation 4 originally because I didn't have a PC at the time. I saw it and I thought, oh, this looks like a cute little thing. Like A nice little diversion to keep me busy while I'm waiting for like the next big AAA game to come out. So like, I loaded it up. And the next time I looked up at the clock, I realized I'd spent like about five hours playing it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. 
then next time I look up, somehow five months has passed and I forgot what game I was waiting for. So, so, <laughs> I, so I don't even remember what it was now, but it didn't just how little I cared about it once Stardew got hold of me. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a fan. It's it's a bit it became a bit of a problem, but I managed to shake it off before I, before I got it on Steam and then it started again. Yeah. I've definitely been guilty of the oh I can download Stardew Valley on a new platform. Here we go. And two hundred hours later I'm like, oh shit <laughs> And yeah. Ben, how about you? Yeah, I'm in that camp with Andy. Like, I just remember seeing it on my Switch, I think, when it came out. I was like, oh, this looks, you know, fun. It wasn't expensive. And then just just get sucked into it. I absolutely love it. It is probably, like, the game that I recommend most when people ask me what they should play if they don't game a lot. But yeah, I just... It just sucks me in so much. It's like, I almost, like, don't like it sometimes because I know that I'm just going to end up like three o'clock staring at my PC. <laughs> just thinking oh, yeah. like and just thinking like, yeah, but if I do one more day. Yeah. <laughs> that's but it. I'll just go one to the end day. of the season. Yeah. And like that's once it. I finish the season I'll go to bed and then it's like year three and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. Where do you where do you where do you end? Like, <laughs> Never. So yeah, I'm I'm a, a big fan and have gone back to it several times since I first played it. So what kind of farms did did everyone build because like i did a, a kind of i did the regular one that they offer you because you can get like fishing centric ones and stuff can't you when you start up the farm so i did a generic one and i ended up focusing on like making <laughs> lots of like artisanal products <laughs> like so i was doing all the jams and like beer and stuff like that did you guys have a focus when you were going through this less so sasha because i know you you streamed you did co-op didn't you um, uh so yeah so i've done co-op and a solo one, both of them yeah. being the just the the bog standard yeah normal farm. I didn't I didn't um, branch out into any of the other stuff because originally it was a case of I wanted to figure out how to actually play the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is it is like a lot at first. I think to remember when you're trying to pick up stuff. Yeah, I just went with the standard because when I first played it, all those other options didn't exist. So oh. I, had that, I had the that was what I was used to. So anytime I go back, I can't like stray from that one <laughs> thing it's just, that's my comfort zone i don't want to i don't want to farm on a beach don't make me <laughs> i won't andy i won't okay thank you <laughs> anyway yeah so my general farm aesthetic in the kindest possible terms the word would be shambles <laughs> <laughs> there's no there is no rhyme or reason to its layout like there's paths that'll start and stop seemingly at random leading <laughs> god knows where maybe to a barn that i forgot to build it's like there's this section to the farm that i'd forget to go to for like weeks on end and then by the time i return to it it's overgrown with trees i have to chop my way through it all to get to where i wanted to go <laughs> the the buildings would just sit wherever i didn't happen to have a fruit tree planted until like it took until like i met caroline for her to point out maybe it'd be a good idea to put all the fruit trees together in an orchard <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Not just anywhere I fucking happen to be when I had a seed in my hand. Okay. Jesus. So I made my fortune off mayonnaise and jam, which is yes. like the worst alternative to a PBJ you could think of, really. <laughs> <laughs> like once I got like really rich off my mayo and jam empire, I pivoted into cheese and wine because like I had the cellar downstairs, so like I wanted to make really oh, nice yeah. cheese yeah. and wine. Nasty, and, like, so smelly cheeses. I didn't need the money. I just wanted to show off. <laughs> I could go for I could go for weeks without selling anything, just because I knew that payday was coming. It was yeah. It 
it took a while but it paid off. The mayonnaise, you know, it's good stuff. I hate mayonnaise in real life, but it made me rich. Duck mayonnaise as well. You gotta get on that duck mayonnaise. Or the uh, what was it? The warped mayonnaise. The what, void mayonnaise. Void oh, mayonnaise. mayonnaise. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes that, but I still sell it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I dump it in the luau like potluck thing. <laughs> just, <laughs> just chaotic and just run off. Yeah. So like, fuck you. <laughs> Take that fat cat. <laughs> or, or is he a duke or something? I don't know what he is, but like I don't a, care. Some rich wait, guy. Mayor? I don't know. No, there is already is a mayor, isn't it? Yeah. He comes from yeah. out of town and I don't care what he thinks of our soup, so I put void mayonnaise in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anarchy in the farm. I love it. Ben, how about you? Yeah, so like just to complete the theme, standard layout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all so adventurous. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I have, I, have I branched out? So I went through like my various saves on like Switch and Xbox and stuff. And there's one where I went for the, like, the fishing one. And it, it's all right, but yeah, just always standard. Um, yeah i've gone through like sometime i've gone through like some farms where i'll clear everything and it's all like blank and then i start doing paths and then i just forget that they're there and like two two seasons pass and nothing's completed (laughs) so what i've started to do now is i've got my little cheese and mayonnaise going everything in the greenhouse is like automated so nice. I, don't to, I don't have to go in there, it's just done. And I leave, like, I don't clear the farm out now. I leave it so it's like, oh, look, it looks natural. <laughs> you know, this path that just goes off into trees and, you know, weeds. But yeah, there's no there's no artistic flair at all. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't do it. I can't create these lovely, <laughs> symmetrical-looking farms. Like, I don't know how people do it. It will come as a shock to absolutely no one that my farm is the picture of order. <laughs> no. I'd be surprised. <laughs> like, I have, like, a paddock, like, where the grass grows, and that's where I build the barns for the animals, and I have them all nicely fenced in, and then there's a path, like, down to the lake so I can get my... Yeah, and then all my crops are, like, in patches as well so i'll have like all my carrots together and all my parsnips together and there's an orchard (laughs) i built an orchard and had a lovely little like stone wall around it it was very nice little bench yeah becky you'd hate my farm yeah no i (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wish i could do chaotic i've never been able to just it like i always think yeah i'll just i'll build things the way i want them you know who who cares about what would make the most sense and then i get about a year into the farm and I'm like, nah, I have to scrap everything and start again and put it in its place. <laughs> I have problems. Well, that's a good one. To silence. On. <laughs> <laughs> no one disagree. Cool. It's not a problem. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's just a thing. Like, we've all got our things. Yeah. I just some of like... Some chaotic, some of us aren't. I just like things the way I like them, you know? It's It's fine. We all have our ways of coping with this insane yeah, world. It's, it's your farm. You can do what you want with it. You know. Exactly, exactly. And just on the fishing one, uh, when I went back to it the second time, I thought, oh, I might try the fishing one. And then I remembered I hate fishing in the game, which we'll get <laughs> onto later. But yeah, I think I lasted about a month at that farm. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm off. Fuck you, Grandpa. On that fishing one, it seems like there's so little space. Yeah. To plant any even though there is loads of space, it feels like I've got like a four by four square to work with. What is this? Yeah. You know. <laughs> like this is not how it works for me. This is not yeah. we don't like this. <laughs> I 
feel that. Just moving away from the farm, because the farming aspect is obviously a big part of the, the game itself, but there's also the kind of the community that you enter into Stardew Valley. You know, you've all got your different residents. There's a mayor. They've all got their own side quests. So did you have any particular like favourite residents? So I, I'll kick off because I love Linus the homeless guy um, oh, yeah. he's always really sad and he's like no one ever invites me to these things so every time I start a game the first thing I do is make friends with Linus and give him gifts and make sure he's eating and you get that lovely cutscene uh, where he's been fishing in the bins and he gets caught by um, the pub owner the landlord who says you know we can always give you food no one's going to starve around here and it's just a lovely little communal happy moment in, in the game when it could have gone quite, you know, dark places. And there are other dark stories, like, in the game. It is surprisingly grim in places. I'm going to open up to everyone as well. Did you have any favourite residents, any favourite kind of quests and stories? I will just say, like, I know everyone was really sympathetic to Linus when they found him rummaging through the bins, but any time someone saw me rummaging through <laughs> a bin in that game, they really flipped out on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fuck? I did that by accident. Leave me alone. Yeah, they're very hypocritical when it comes to bin rustling. If you have a home... I guess it's because... No. I guess it's because we're the outsider. It's like, there's a, there's big city folk rummaging through our trash. I <laughs> think they are. Fuck off. I'm the farmer now. I run this place. <laughs> You'll all see. <laughs> The only farm. Yeah, the only farm. <laughs> the only farm in Stardew Valley. Yeah, just got Monopoly on it. Yeah. I also really liked Linus. I think he was the first person that I gifted anything to and probably mm. is in most of the games because he always appreciates the just the, the fruit and the forageable stuff knocking about. So yeah. just give it to him on the way to the mines. That's <laughs> yeah. why so it's more of an ease thing for me. Yeah, if I could just talk to him about, yo, there's fruit knocking about here. You know, <laughs> and I got points for that. I'd do that, but yeah, I like Linus. Who else for Robin? I really like George, the the grumpy guy yes. in the wheelchair, just because of the the sass that he's always giving. He just doesn't care. I actually, I was like trying to remember like why I liked him so much, and I was going back. And he gives you recipes for his wife's like hated food. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is just such a such a just an odd thing to do. <laughs> like, here's a recipe He's... for something that I know my wife hates. <laughs> <laughs> he loves leeks as well, doesn't he? Is yeah, it leeks? Just, yeah, yeah. I think it is leeks. It's just like just you know, just go into his house and he's just sat there watching TV. Oh thanks. And that, yeah. that's it really. Nothing thanks else. For, thanks for my leeks. Yeah. Yeah. Take your money and leave. <laughs> I don't know that I've played it enough to have any major favourites as such. I did end up googling the romanceable options just to see who I might like the vibe of on the solo play and decide who I might want to romance. But yeah, generally in terms of the villages, for the most part, they all seem really sweet. The little bit that I did get to know them, they go quite across the spectrum of stereotypes. Mm. And I really tried not, not to let them you know, made me instantly dislike them. <laughs> Although in some cases it, that did happen. But yeah, I, it, honestly, this last time I noticed that you can see there's like a little checkbox next to your people for each day, isn't there? If you've spoken yeah. to everybody. And that started to feel like, oh no, am I supposed to try and speak to everybody every day? And that became like a whole thing. And then I started to resent all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a perfectly valid way to play the game. <laughs> I was very isolated. I didn't talk to most people when I played. <laughs> you shock me. Looking down on me and my bin rummaging. The very first task, which is like, go and introduce yourself to all 28 of them. 
and it took me about five days to be able to catch Caroline. <laughs> and she seems so cool as well with her green hair and everything. But honestly, by the end, I was like, why are you evading me? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the most infuriating thing. Pay attention to me. Every single Love time me. she'd be somewhere that I wasn't able to go. <laughs> Starts to feel personal, I guess. <laughs> it was it was the thing where I ended up just camping out in the Pierre's shop. Just, <laughs> just, just like I'm just gonna wait here. Yeah. I have nothing better to do with my day. <laughs> like I did, I did the same thing um, with Sebastian as well. <laughs> just, oh, he's such a grumpy bugger. Yeah, he is. Not as bad as Shane. No. Oh, Shane's a dick. Sh- yeah. Shane's awful. Yeah. Real bad first impression of him. I was like, fuck you then. It's a real bad first impression. And somehow I don't understand, but on my solo play, he's the first one I got to two hearts with. (laughs) I'm like, all right. I think it's because um, he never wanted to talk to me, so I took that upon myself to be annoying as shit. And be like, I'm going to make a point to say hello every day. Fuck you. But then he actually started to open up to me. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Go away, Shane. The aim of the game. (laughs) But yeah. No, I definitely did in those initial saying hello to all twenty-eight people. Find myself camping out in weird places around, <laughs> around, <laughs> around the town, just being like, "That person is bound to walk past at some point." It must be like such a weird vibe. Have you heard? Have you seen the new farmer? They just stand in people's doorways, <laughs> just lurking. I love that. Like this weird newcomer, just like she's just standing in the green. Like, what is she doing? She's not moved for hours. Stay away. Yeah, no wonder when you talk to the children, like I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, and I'm like, that's really fair. I am literally just stood in this field. Just... I've been stood by the swings all afternoon. <laughs> They've specifically warned me not to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. One of my characters that I like is uh, Robin. Oh, I like Robin. The yeah. carpenter. Absolute incredible work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hire her to build like this massive barn that you're just going to fill with cheese barrels that you're probably never going to use. And she's just there working night and day. Like even during thunderstorms, she's there. Yeah. Like, she's in there in the rain. You can't tell her to go away. Like, she only takes the holidays off and that's fair. Although I do question why she takes the, uh, the what is it, well, the jellyfish dance thing. Because oh, that yeah. only happens at night. She could work during the day at the very least, I feel. But that's, she works a lot. She works hard. So, you know, I cut her some slack there. Yeah. Uh, I also like Willie, the uh, fisherman, because I, I have a kinship for him. Because he's, he's a man of the sea. <laughs> I hate the sea in real life, but I love the fishing and stuff. I just have a great time. And he has a weird boat in the back of his shop. He does. He made me. He made me do all the work building, and yet he has ownership of that boat. I feel like I should have the boat, but that's, <laughs> we'll have to take him to court about that. I guess. Maybe, maybe there's a mod where I can sue him for the boat. <laughs> Stardew Smod claims court. Crossover with Phoenix Wright. Like, yeah. I worked so hard. Oh, so the, there's a couple of backstories that you get to find out, but the one I wanted to talk about because I ended up romancing her in my second playthrough. But the whole Emily and Clint relationship, I don't know how many people picked up on that one. Clint is obsessively in love with her and follows her around and stuff and is trying to like basically win her over and she's just having none of it. And there's this whole kind of weird, creepy stalker vibe to their whole backstory. If you kind of, you follow that thread through and Clint is like trying to get you to give presents to her, which is like when <laughs> I was romancing her and I was like, oh, dude, no. <laughs> like, 
this is not gonna happen so yeah there's not very obvious stuff but there's just like little hints to stories like that all the way through and yeah that one got quite dark like eventually there's a scene where she basically tells him to leave her alone and she's not interested and then you go into his house afterwards fair enough probably shouldn't have been sleeping around his bedroom but you know i was worried about the guy and he's like written like unfinished love letters to her and stuff it's really weird yeah <laughs> i'm glad i'm not friends with clint yeah no <laughs> I've, I've got a story about clint that i'll tell later on <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, <laughs> thank oh no for, thank you for reminding me yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just to end it on a, this section on a slightly more fun note, the mayor having an affair with Marnie oh, is yeah. just the best yes. side quest ever when you have to retrieve his shorts from her bedroom. Yeah, that Lewis, you old dog. What are you, yeah. what are you up to? Floyd, and then if you, if you time it right, one evening during one of the seasons, if you walk past a certain bit, the pair of them like pop out of a bush <laughs> and like run off. They've obviously been like having some kind of illicit rendezvous in a bush. So I love that one. Don't know why he's sneaking around. Neither of them are married. Yeah. So. Exactly. He's the, and he's the mayor. Do what he wants. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> local power corruption, but sure. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know how the politics works in Stardew Valley, but I imagine he's got some pull. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly pulled Marnie. <laughs> Speaking of pulling, who does everyone romance? <laughs> oh, I've got I've got one more thing. Oh, like, oh I just that remembered was one. the perfect segue. <laughs> Sorry. I fucked it up. I, I forgot to mention it earlier. Fine. Maybe you'll. I don't. You're not going to be able to segue this. Sadly. No, no. This is just. You're going to have to leave this in now. Yeah, I am. Sadly. I'm proud of that segue. <laughs> yeah, the, people will know this segue happened, but yeah, exactly. I ruined it. I ruined it. I hold my hands up. So I, I found Kent's story really compelling. Oh, is he the soldier? Yeah, the soldier. Yeah. Like when he, he comes back in, I can't remember when exactly he comes back, but he's the most obvious canonical link between Stardew Valley and the war that's happening behind the scenes. Mm. And like, I, I found that really interesting. Like, there's other hints that the war's happening. Like, the cart merchant's goods cost a fortune because they've smuggled them across the border. And the fact that there's almost no young men in the town. Yeah. There aren't many viable dating options for the women in that town. That's why a deranged mayonnaise farmer <laughs> in the city can, like, clean up. <laughs> <laughs> a deranged mayonnaise family yeah. but yeah i found like there's a cut scene where like kent's ptsd is triggered because jody's like making popcorn in the kitchen and you have to kind of try and cool things down at first i found him really standoffish and like, i thought all right fuck you then mm -hmm. but like, the more i got into know them i was like all oh, right i understand now he's He's going through some shit and he, he seems like a decent guy who just he got pulled into something that like against his will basically and like yeah you know, and he, he went through some horrible shit obviously yeah speaking of horrible shit <laughs> <laughs> who did you romance <laughs> <laughs> not quite as good no but i think that story is a really good example of kind of how there's a lot happening beneath the kind of quaint like look of stardew i think it's it's very easy to kind of dismiss it as some kind of cutesy cottagecore type game but once you really start digging into some of those character relationships like there's a character who's an alcoholic as well i think and eventually yeah like, if penny's you... mom yes penny's mom that's it and eventually she gives up booze and it's this whole big thing for her that she she does because also she drives the bus which yes worries me <laughs> immensely. once i realized that i was like i don't want to go to the yeah. desert anymore <laughs> like, i'm just gonna stay away from that bit until she's like recovered but yeah it's it's that kind of like real commitment to like underneath the veneer of this lovely farming simulator they're actually telling like quite human stories with these characters and it's it's not signposted it's up to you to kind of make friends 
build these relationships and then discover all of their secrets. I just think it's a really neat element to a game where, you know, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You, you know, you can be like Sasha and just not speak to everyone and deeply resent the whole village. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if you if you did want to build those relationships, there are those stories to discover. And it makes that replayable element really satisfying because, I, I mean, I found new things every time I've played this game and it's usually to do with the people you meet, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Andy ruined my last segue. So yeah. romance. Uh, who <laughs> did you want to bang? Go for it. <laughs> Uh, nobody. <laughs> We've already established that you were a hermit farmer. No, I wasn't a hermit. My point was that I actually, I actively tried to speak to everyone and then I realised it was a tick list to talk to them every single day. And then I started resenting having to try and speak to everybody every day. I got nothing done. I got nothing done. <laughs> but no, the, when I did my little looking up of roman romances, um, the one that I was gunning hardest for entirely unsurprisingly given my whole aesthetic and you know i guess even arguably my fiance's aesthetic but i went hard for sebastian in the in the first season that i played first like two or three seasons he plays dungeons and dragons (laughs) (laughs) there's a whole bit i read about it there's a whole bit where you get to go and play dungeons and dragons and he's like a little emo guy and he works in tech and i'm like well you know come on (laughs) basically basically written for me the only thing is obviously the smoking but you know people can change so (laughs) every time i gave him like a different crystal and stuff he'd be like oh i like this i'm like yeah you do Yeah, let me give you more witchy things. I did also like um, Abigail with the purple hair, right? Yeah. Yes. I liked her whole vibe as well. Whoever the sport cunt was, can't remember his name. (laughs) Hated him. Yeah, so I have a thing about dating the town himbos in romances like this. I did it in Dragon Age and I did it in this and he was my first romance Oh, Becky. But to be fair... To be fair, you uncover he's got this whole tragic backstory where he lost his parents and now he's taking care of his grandparents and he's not that much of a dick. And my reasoning was that once we married, he could help me around the farm. I didn't realise that the guy would just stand there with his fucking gym equipment all day and not help. I'm like, what are these muscles for if not for pulling parsnips? Just glamour muscles. I know. I know. Don't worry, from, my second run through was different. From the first few conversations, and he's like, oh, we should go down to the beach and kick around a football or whatever, and uh, <laughs> you should wear your bikini. I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> He's like, do you like sports? Do you like running and keeping healthy? And I'm like, no, I do not. In fact, <laughs> I, I loathe everything about it, so leave me alone. <laughs> sports wanker. He is, yeah, he's a useless sports wanker. I discovered this post-marriage. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Oh well, yeah. abandon that save. You know, yeah. Start again. <laughs> yeah. Did you divorce him? I don't. Can you divorce? I, I think know. you can. Yeah, you can. Oh, can you? You, have to marry, you can marry someone else, and that gets rid of the other one. It kicks him out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. I haven't done that. Just to be clear, I just know you can do. That. I I know divorcing is a thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I just stopped playing. <laughs> Live in a loveless marriage. What, what if you've got a himbo? What if you've got a kid though? <laughs> oh, I, I haven't got as far as, as well, having probably. a kid yet. Oh no, I did. I had a kid with Emily. We adopted. I've just remembered. Emily is the coolest. I married her for her sewing machine, but we ended up having a lovely. 
A lovely marriage. Becky, she's your really reasons cool. for marrying in this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very medieval. Just yeah, like, very, like... <laughs> I know. I'm cold <laughs> reasoning for, I married this person because they had big muscles and I thought they would help me on the farm. And I married this person because they had a sewing machine. And well, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I can't defend it. I'm, and I'm not going to. But I wanted... Weird dowry. I wanted to be friends with her for the sewing machine. And then I thought, oh, she's pretty cool. I'll romance her. So the romance came after. I don't know if this helps. I'm just... Uh, who did I romance? Oh, Leah. Oh, yeah, Which Leah's cool. Leah? Yeah, Leah's cool. Leah lives in the little house, like, just south of Marnie's. And she's into, like... Oh, Leah, yes. Yeah, she's into, like, sculpture and art and stuff. I actually thought I'd married Abigail. But then when I went back on my save... I was correct. <laughs> and we, I, I also have a kid with Leah as well, which I don't. I don't know what you're supposed to do with kids in that game, but mine no. gets very little attention. From me. <laughs> <laughs> despite despite the fact that on my farm everything is like not much needs doing at this point. You know, I, I've just got a free have day. No time for your yeah, yeah. I just kind of like occasionally just go up and just like I don't know what you do, like whether you pat it on the head or you, you know just press A, and then just <laughs> you know go and check on the wine and. I'm out for the day. Like you, you've got shit to do. You're a busy farmer. Yeah, well, I've not. That's the thing. I've got nothing to do. But I I'm, still I'm just, trying to help, you know. Ben. I'm trying to help. <laughs> You're like the Don Draper of fucking Stardew Valley. I've now found out I can just divorce Leah and marry Abigail. So you know, <laughs> go you'll back and figure tr- that out. You'll have to tell us what happens to the kid in that instance. Well, this is this is what I'm thinking because, like, where does the I think kid they go? disappear? Imagine the kid like goes back to like where they used to live with the house with them. It's harder to give it any attention. Grow old and resentful towards you. <laughs> yeah. I think Get what in would the... be cool is if Stardew allowed thruples. Sure. Ooh. I'm sure there's a mod for that. Then, you know, you can marry both Sebastian and Abigail. Have some sort of cool emo alternative thing going on. <laughs> yeah, this this feels very Sasha, this development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can carry you around while you eat hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, that was the dream. <laughs> So my first romance option was Penny. Oh, yeah, she's, Penny. She's like a kind, shy, dorky lass. She's great with kids. Apparently that's my thing. I was going to say. Uh... <laughs> we end up living in a house together with two kids again. It's like that's... <laughs> it's just, I, I was manifesting this, apparently. <laughs> oh, so God. Like, yeah, I had, a great, a I had a really nice life with Penny. Bought her mum a new house, I think, just so she wouldn't live with us. <laughs> my second player, I went for Emily. Yeah. She seemed like kind of nice and kooky, and then I realised Clint had a crush on her, and then I really started to lean into that. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would only give her a gift if Clint was in the room, oh, like just Jesus. so she'd see how wonderfully I was treating her. And then I'd walk right up to Clint, and I'd just say, "What are you going to do about it, you little bitch?" And then I would run out of the room. <laughs> so you know, I'd, I'd go back to check on my mayonnaise barrels or whatever. Caroline would look at me with such concern when I'd do this because, like, she doesn't know why I was so dedicated to cuckolding this man. <laughs> <laughs> I I just felt like he was so much older than Emily as well. It was weird. Yeah. Like, I feel like I had to I had to do something and my something was psychologically terrorising him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair because so, he's psychologically terrorising her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's got enough going on. She fucking, I don't know, she hangs out with a parrot all day and <laughs> she yeah i forgot about the parrot and the parrot moves in with you yeah yeah <laughs> noisy bastard my daughter she uh, married abigail but she couldn't be asked doing anything in the game so caroline had to spend the entire time in the mines finding finding like amethyst to give to abigail she was like <laughs> a 
she was like Iris's persona de Bergerac, but as a miner. <laughs> and then we discover that Abigail eats the fucking rocks. Wait, what? You give you give her like amethyst, and she says, "Thanks." How did you know I was hungry? And I was what? And you <laughs> give her like some fucking grapes or a parsnip, and she has no no idea what to do with it. But you hand her a precious mineral, and she's ready to go. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why have you chosen this strange woman? <laughs> like, her teeth must look like someone fed a bag of golf balls into a wood chip. Like, it's like absolutely <laughs> baffling person. But like, my, my daughter loved her, so... Oh, wow. Tried to make it work. Like, um, Caroline went for the emo guy as well. She said there weren't many viable options yeah. in the town, so she went for the cute emo guy. The one I could not get on board with was Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just he reminded me of the uni guys. Like, oh, I'm so I'm so clever and so philosophical and staring at the ocean. Blah, blah. Having a Jeremy Daldry flashback. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Jeremy. <laughs> I saw a Reddit post, like I was looking up stuff on the all the villagers and I saw one about Elliot. It was like it was from years ago and it was this guy who was looking for help trying to score with what he called the cute long-haired chick who lives on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) If that Paul Dano does he know meme existed at that point in history, it would have been like an avalanche of those images in that thread. (laughs) But instead everyone's going, yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, (laughs) She's cute, isn't she? Yay. (laughs) It's like, oh God, what are you doing, you poor idiot? Jesus. It'd be fine if he if he knew, but apparently he had no idea. He just thought he just thought Elliot was a very beautiful woman. That is amazing. <laughs> I did I, I do want to try and crack Haley at some? No, that sounded oh, terrible. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she seems really hard to impress. That's all. Like, I was like, I'm going to try and marry her one day. Like, there's very few things that impress her, and like they're all very hard to get hold of early in the yeah. game. <laughs> so it's like a long form commitment, and usually I can't be asked. I feel like so I've I want... read that she's easy. She likes daffodils, apparently. Yeah, but if you want you, to... They, they only show up like once a year, though. Yeah. Mm. And all the other stuff is like... Yeah, it uh, like takes a lot diamonds and shit. To, to get so, hold of, or is expensive. So I didn't gel with Haley particularly. She was one of the ones that I felt really bent into a stereotype. Mm. Very princessy. Yeah. Yeah. Just not my vibe. Yeah, she's kind Romance of... or friendship, to be fair. I'm like... Mm. Cool. Yeah, usually I ignore her, but I feel like it's a challenge. So <laughs> it'd have to be a different game because she used to live with Emily, didn't she? Yeah, so they're awkward if I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I tried to make friends with Haley because I was obviously romancing Emily, and yeah, tough nut to crack. She just was just disdainful of everything, and I didn't want to look up what she liked because I wanted to try and figure it out. And I think I ended up giving her a coconut randomly and she bloody loved it and i was like well i'm cannot be asked going to harvest coconuts to be friends with you this will do <laughs> enjoy your coconut yeah. i'm gone <laughs> well done you have one whole coconut make it last I'm taking you i'm taking your roommate and her parrot like, good luck with the rent <laughs> yeah. yeah on that massive two-bedroom house it's like while we're talking about Haley, when i went on this week to play the game i was like just pottering around and i was like oh it's Haley's birthday so i went back thought i'll just get a diamond for her. everyone loves a diamond <laughs> and then forgot to switch the diamond and the last thing i was doing was using my recycling machine so on her birthday i just gave her some actual trash <laughs> <laughs> and at that point i was just like we're not gonna be friends and i just rode off on my horse just like turned up on, turned up on my horse when she was in the middle of the square give her a piece of actual garbage and then just rode off <laughs> <laughs> that is like teen movie levels of like, <laughs> bitchiness. 
Here is some actual trash. Yeah. And I could have killed her dad and made less of him. I'm pretty sure I, I give the diamond next to Emily, who was sat next to her. Yeah. Because like I couldn't give it her then, so I was like, I just need to give this diamond to someone. So I also just give her someone else diamond in front of her, so she probably hates me. Even more so, pointed. Like, yeah. here's, here's some trash, you piece of trash. Yeah. Oh, here's some diamond. That's a diamond yeah. for you, you wonderful person. All while, all while I'm married as well, you know, just doing this kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> You're in the an absolute town. cad. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Pelican Town like Lothario. <laughs> Lewis has got some competition. <laughs> just don't leave your shorts anywhere. It's a bitch to get them back <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Amazing. So one of the fun things about Stardew is that you do you move through the years so you have a season each and obviously there are certain products that are seasonal uh, there are certain forageable items that are seasonal and there are also festivals that you can go to in the town. Do we have a favourite time of year in the game? Because I, I do, I really love the autumn like I love all the things like the jams and stuff you can make in the autumn I love the autumn festivals like the harvest and stuff, it's just really nice you know? And it goes all pretty and the music's lovely and yeah, uh, I just love autumn. So yeah, I don't know if anyone else had a favourite time of year or like a favourite festival or event that they they go to in Pelican Town. I got super competitive with the uh, Harvest Festival though. Like, I get really <laughs> pissed off if I came in second like, right, next year <laughs> yeah. I am coming for you. Saving all the best shit ready yeah, for like, the yeah. festival. Yeah. If it's got a purple star on it, I'm saving it. <laughs> I don't care what it is, it's going in there. Fucker. Who, it's the guy that owns the shop, isn't it, that wins usually? I've won uh, it a few yeah. times. Uh, yeah, I've won it. Um... No, but like he's the one that usually wins if you don't, if you're oh. not yeah, on the game. I think, like, it's I usually think so. Pierre, but he buys all his shit. Like, it's <laughs> fucking... Yeah, it's no. probably your stuff that he's winning with that you sold him. Yeah. Just to rub it in. Cheating bastard. <laughs> yeah. When you leave stuff in that box at the end of the night, he just takes it back to his store and just puts a mark upon it. That's, all that <laughs> like, that's how he's getting by in Stardew Valley. Yeah. Fighting the JoJo Corporation with actual theft. I think my favourite time of year is winter, you know. Mm. I feel like every time I get to winter, whenever I'm playing it, there's something that I've been putting off that I need to do. Yes. And I like just having, like, oh, I don't have to do anything. I've got all my hay saved up. I've got no plants and plants, um, crops to worry about. And I just go off and just do whatever it is, whether it's mining or, like, Skull Cavern or Ginger Island. Like, winter's, like, my time. It's like the mop-up month. Yeah, it's, I feel like I need it, because, you know, normally when I come to winter, it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, started, <laughs> start, 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 started at the start of summer at 8 o'clock, and, like, winter, I'm like, damn, like, this is a good place to leave it. Or, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just, just do some fishing for a little bit, you know, just... But, yeah, win- I like I really like winter. I think I just like the, like, winter aesthetic as well. Yeah, it is really pretty. And I also find, like, towards the end of winter, I'm really looking forward to spring coming around again because the colors all come back and it'll be really like pretty so i like that that winter is so kind of stark compared to the rest of them i do like winter the night market in winter as well that's like that's an amazing yeah. place yes. to go like, i love that yeah there's a fucking submarine there that takes you to, <laughs> yeah. out into the sea just to go fishing it's like wow this is really extra <laughs> <laughs> and there's the weird mermaid show yeah where a mermaid I, just sings me at you for a bit work out <laughs> i think my favorite season though would be summer i think it's got my favorite crops because i love making like melon wine and hot pepper jelly mm. uh, there's the luau event where, as i've said i like to spike the communal soup <laughs> with weird shit 
the dance of the moonlight jellies is like a really beautiful event i always yeah. look forward to that yeah that's really nice yeah and the main reason i like it it's because it's got guaranteed rainy days on like the other seasons because i love it when it rains in stardew i find it really relaxing mm. just like in real life i like the sound i could just sit there in my house and just listen to the rain falling and it's a really comforting sound it's like asmr or something it's also the comforting and... sound of not having to water your crops yeah yes <laughs> that's, that's a big thing especially early on it's like thank the thank the lord yeah fuck <laughs> Especially when you're like me and you get really ambitious with how much you plant. And you think like, yeah, yeah this will yeah. be fine. You've still got like the shitty watering can that you get at the beginning. Knacker yourself out trying to water all the plants. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I hope it's raining tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, like, um, in summer, it actually it always rains on the 13th and the 26th. Yeah. Like, it guarantees oh. the way it's been coded. It's always rainy on those days. And it's funny because the 13th is Alex's birthday <laughs> in the game. So it's always raining on his birthday. So it's no wonder he's such a miserable shithead. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that detail. I was like, okay, this is that's amazing. <laughs> Enjoy the wet day, you prick. Oh, my poor himbo. Sasha, did you get around to like I don't know how long you played. Um, I got I have got to winter. Okay, so you've done you've done a full I've I didn't get yeah. through a full no, I've not finished winter. I just okay. like, got to winter. Yeah. Um or I've got through most of autumn anyway. I mean aesthetically obviously autumn i'm an i'm an autumn person anyway so yeah but i i feel like i would like winter if it's a season where i don't have to do anything with crops (laughs) yeah you don't yeah i think this might be why i maybe perhaps did not get on with the game as much as other people because i fucking hated the crops I just couldn't be yeah. asked. Yeah. When you don't have sprinklers, it is a fucking grind. Yeah. <laughs> Early on, it is. You know, yeah. When you've got a terrible watering can as well. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, aesthetically, definitely autumn. But I did love the, the jelly festival thing. That's really, really pretty and cute. And I do have a very specific, very fond memory of the first dance that you go to. Yes. Because um, that was when yeah. I remember when Chip and I were on co-op. And nobody wanted to dance with us, so we ended up dancing with each other. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was obviously too early in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for us to have made a, any sort of meaningful relationship with anybody where they would want to dance with us. So it's like, mm, fine. I've never had anyone dance with me at the festival, even when I've been married. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I tried not to take it personally, but I really did. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would. I thought I thought it was a guarantee once you had a relationship with someone. Nope. Fucking hell. Yeah. Or well, at least like maybe, unless my game glitched, but no, no one wants Maybe to you dance just with keep me. choosing people that don't like dancing. No, because they're in the they're in the fucking dance. <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> That's even worse. You're I dancing know. with someone else. Like. Yeah. I think no, Alex danced you... with Haley and then Emily danced with Oh my with god! Well. I can't remember. I know. No wonder you're so jaded about marriage in this game. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> There's no romance in Stardew anymore. Oh, yeah. Back to the city. Yeah. I'll just go back to my cubicle. With my millions. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll take the money. But <laughs> my jam fortune. <laughs> my, yeah, mine was cheese and cloth. Because, you know, I lent into the whole cloth cloth thing being you know i do crochet and stuff in real life so when i could do the spinning wool i was like well i'm obviously doing that because <laughs> again stereotype does cloth make a lot of money or did it just take a really long time for you to get rich uh i can't remember actually 
it's it's pretty quick. I guess if you're doing cheese, though, cheese makes a good amount of coin. So, so basically, how I ordered it was this. <laughs> Obviously, I had three of every different thing. So I, truffle oil is a winner. Get a pig, get truffle oil. Because that, that keeps ticking over quite a lot. Um, yeah. So I had truffle oil going. I had like fruit wines going all the time. Cheese, mayonnaise, and then, yeah, cloth. Because then you can dye it and make things as well. I made my own clothes. Because obviously I spent a lot of time dressing my character in this very pixelated game. It's, it's me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I would have like three of each of those and then three like ingot makers and stuff and I would get them all going in the morning and leave them to it. I did, I, this was during hospital recovery, by the way, so I had literally nothing else to do. <laughs> like, I, I just to try and like make myself sound less sad. <laughs> if I into a Stardew Valley hall, that is just what you do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even if you're supposed to be working or something. Yeah. So with festivals and everything like that we just talked about, there were lots of activities that you can do around Stardew Valley. So we, you know, we talked about, you know, foraging and mining, things like that. Did anybody have a favourite that they like to do that they would, you know, set aside their winter to do or, you know, stay up till stupidly late in the morning doing? Yes. Yes. My favourite tasks were none of the useful ones. This does not <laughs> surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> Again, so I think it explains a lot about like when I was doing co-op, and I realised when I looked back is like Chip would be doing all of the farming stuff and I would be off fucking about. <laughs> just doing whatever. I quite liked the mines. Just getting mm. to fuck shit up with a sword. That someone just randomly gives you the like, yeah, you're the local farmer. You seem like you could do with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> so I end up finding that I put more into the mining than anything else but also like i get really bored of that quite quickly so i would do like five levels at a time for the lift mm. and then i'd be like yeah i'm done here now i'm just going to go and annoy the villagers i hated the crops i still hate the crops and i've done it <laughs> this time around but yeah no i do very distinctly remember the chip was the one that was organizing the farm and things and i kept calling <laughs> him the farmhand and i was just wandering <laughs> around <laughs> just yeah fucking about talking to the townspeople and things like that so yeah no my my favorite tasks was waving around a sword or <laughs> bothering sebastian what to of make him clues. like me why won't you like me <laughs> <laughs> and and that was that was it to be fair oh i quite like the foraging thing at first because that was mm. the easiest thing to do to get them little sprite thingies in the community center yeah to fill up one of their tasks but then when i saw how difficult some of the other stuff was going to be i'd be like uh i have away. completed the community center nice yeah it took me so long and many stressful shoutings at the fishing game why will you not give me the kind of fish i need to complete this fucking level and I think yeah. I just, yeah, I ended up buying a load like from the cart when that came around because I was like, yep, I need that. I need that. I need that. I don't care. I'm not collecting this the normal way. <laughs> it's nice when you complete the community center. It's quite sweet. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's a lovely payoff. I, I try to do it every time I play it, but I always forget to stockpile the stuff in spring. Yeah. So I have to, I have to wait till spring year two 
to get all the stuff I need to finish. I could get it done much quicker, but I always forget about spring. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot to collect a dandelion or something. You have to be really on it in that like first month especially, don't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Catching certain fish and stuff. Because I feel like what you've just described is exactly what I did on my last playthrough. I was like, I can do this in a season. And then it ended up being like halfway through the second year because I'd yeah. forgotten about one thing. Yeah. And trying to like, I always was collecting stuff that I thought was a thing that I needed to collect. So I got like four different kinds of fish and was like, yep, going to complete the river one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them were on there. I was yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> Running proudly through the town, holding like a fish over my head. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, finally. I did get it. To the thing. <laughs> like, it's not working. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, run back with a fish over my head. <laughs> Like, Throw it the in fish. that box to sell it. <laughs> yeah, I always gave it to someone. I'm like, here, have this fish. I do not Fuck need this. it now. <laughs> On the topic of the fish, I love the fishing yeah. game. I Ugh. also loved the fishing. I, I, I was great at it. I am going to be the voice of dissent here. I fucking hate the fishing game. <laughs> so Caroline here as well. Like When we co-opt, she'd go off in the mines to fight all the monsters and I'd stay outside fishing. <laughs> that, that was how we divvied up the labour. Nice. Oh, the dream team. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the fishing as well. I think if anyone watched me when I very first streamed the game. Mm. Becky, I feel like it wouldn't have been too far away from Lake Celeste with the amount of times it took me to catch one single fish. Yeah. <laughs> and that one single fish was the only fish I ever caught. <laughs> I was like, all right, Willie, I think I'm done with this now. Yeah. Thank you. The only time I actually got good at the fishing was when I bought the leaded weight. That's a game changer, that. Yeah, once I got that, I could do it, but it just kept, the the bar would just like hit the deck and ping up and then ping back down again and it was never big enough. I hated it. I just, it was hours lost. It's one of those mini games that does get easier the more you do it because as your skill improves, the game seems to get more forgiving, mm. but you have to really put it, it's like fucking playing a Soulsborne game. You have to just put in a lot of hours <laughs> yeah. of brutal punishment before you actually can do something competently. I'd like, I caught, I think it was like a sea cucumber or something. I can't remember. But it was one of the ones that just bounces all over the place. Yeah. And I caught it and just like, was sat there like, <gasps> in the chair, like properly flexing. Like, I did it! And all, like... <laughs> I've never felt quite so proud of myself in any game, apart from maybe Elden Ring, <laughs> for completing an <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing I don't like. Um, yeah. Watering the crops, it's like Sasha, but it's less about a task. It's more about me being a fucking idiot. Oh. <laughs> it took me several years. Oh, God. Years. To realise, like, it's actually, Caroline showed me this, that you hold down a button yeah. on the enhanced watering can and it creates grids or columns or stuff so you can just water oh. multiple things at once. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that. Oh, no. I'd been, <laughs> I'd been fucking slaving away, watering single squares like a cunt <laughs> <laughs> all this time. And I was like, what? Oh, this oh. fucking game. I just I became deeply disillusioned with the game for a while. Oh, Andy. <laughs> Just thinking Clint's like mugged you off with these upgraded watering yeah. cans and just like yeah, fu fueling me. that little like chaotic vendetta you've got. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like, enhanced how? You fucking con man, you yeah. absolute <laughs> bastard. I'm going to get her pregnant again just to teach you a lesson. <laughs> Jesus. I'm bringing a lot of spite to this Stardew episode. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So one one of the things I love was mining, but like specifically the collecting side of mining. I, I really love like finding like gems and stuff. I'd just be like, oh, I've got an emerald. Yay. 
and then I was yeah. always fighting the bats. I developed a technique oh, those of like fucking bats. bouncing them off. Like with the sword, if you catch it right, you can just like keep them away. And then I remember <laughs> there was this emerald that I was going towards and I could hear a bat coming and I was like, right, can I pickaxe this emerald before the bat gets here? And I was like, oh, <laughs> and I really wish I could have like dual wielded like a pickaxe and <laughs> just been like spinning around with the sword and like pickaxing at the same time. Um, but yeah, I really like the mining, but it does get a bit wearing after a while especially like the the oozy slimy things they get yeah. annoying and the the cactus mines is it cactus mines in the desert they're oh, really the skull hard cavern. skull cavern thank you yeah it's really hard <laughs> i used to have to overhear caroline and our daughter playing in the mines like co-op while i was working i just keep hearing caroline saying leave you've got to leave because you're, you're about to die and it's like, <laughs> like oh, oh no and it's like, oh, well, i've lost all my stuff yeah because that dude takes stuff out your pocket when he retrieves you from yeah. the mines the dishonest bastard and then you have to buy them back from him yep cheap fucking git i didn't think the mines were this stressful but i then i'd play them myself and, oh yeah this is very stressful yeah. attacked up from all sides my energy meter is bleeding yep this is supposed to be a relaxing game <laughs> And like being like on like level 39 or something. So it won't save until you get to a five or a naught. And I remember yeah. having like this tiniest bit of health and like running ground trying to not get hit and find the ladder so that I could get a save. And it didn't work. I had to do all four of them again. I was deeply unimpressed. Yeah, that's a real kick in the dick when yeah. that happens. Yeah. It happened on level 99 as well. I was Ooh. so angry. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Anything else before? I just, yeah, I just really like the fishing, which we've talked about. <laughs> I just remembered, like, my very first playthrough of Stardew Valley, like, up until, like, halfway through winter, I had done little else other than fish. <laughs> I just, like, do a little bit of watering of some plants and then, like, just go and fish. I just didn't go in the mines or anything. But having, having since, like, played on PC, it's definitely more fun with a controller. I yeah. Think. That little mini game, like I've been playing it with my mouse, and I'm like, oh, this is. It's really hard with a mouse. Yeah, really but with hard. the controller, it just it felt really natural. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I like yeah. I like fishing in real life. I like the idea of fishing. So, you know, when it's making me fake money. <laughs> yeah it's great I, I think i just like fishing mini games in all games like i love doing it in red dead redemption too as well yeah i was it's just like, like fishing normally i love fishing in like, i wouldn't go fishing in real life but i love fishing mini games so i always thought i would get on with the star g one no but yeah red dead redemption 2 is lovely like some of my favorite things to do is just ride out to a lake and go fishing with arthur for a bit of red dead redemption 2 that is relaxing the the stardew one is not it's frustrating it's, not relaxing. And I hate it. <laughs> it's like fucking moby dick yeah <laughs> eternal struggle like come on <laughs> fucking i'm gonna conquer you <laughs> you fucking carp So obviously this has come up while we've been talking about how addictive Stardew can be. I know, Sasha, you've had a slightly different experience with it, so it'd be interesting to get your kind of external perspective as well of what makes games like farming simulators, and Stardew in particular, so addictive. I mean, I've put in probably about 300 hours plus to this game in two and a bit playthroughs. And yeah, I wanted your thoughts on... Because it's kind of different to the games we've covered before. Like We've not really covered a full proper simulation in the same way certainly not devoted a whole episode to it so yeah what are your thoughts around stardew addiction a part of it is the core gameplay loop is really simple it's appealing there's it is a grind thing but like the repetition is what makes it so easy to lose yourself in like you sow you harvest you sell you buy 
you sow, you harvest, you sell, you buy. It's just like a constant loop. Then you add the crafting element, so you gather materials, you craft, you use, you sell, blah, blah, blah. There's just all these little different loops going on. That's why you can play for like years and years in the game. There's no like time limit on getting things done, which is another big thing. There's no pressure on you to do anything. You can work at your own pace. You can engage with all these gameplay loops in your own way. There's really no way to fail at the game. That you can take as long as you like to accomplish your goals and light up all the candles on Grandpa's weird shrine. <laughs> that if he's going to reward you with a magic statue that gives you iridium, is it? Yeah. yeah it, gives, it gives you iridium, doesn't it, every now and then? But that that's, that feels like kind of the end game, but then they've added all this extra stuff on afterwards. And if you can take as long as you like to get there, you're not punished if you don't succeed at the right time. Mm. Like when Grandpa's ghost first shows up and he does the assessment, if you haven't met all the criteria to complete the shrine, he just says, oh, well, I'll come back. I'm a ghost. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> He'll come back next year instead, so it's fine. It's nice to have a game where you can play it your way. You can grind like crazy. You can just completely forget what you're doing. There's just all these different play styles that can be used, and none of them are penalized. Yeah. There's something comforting to that, where you come to the game that day and just decide, well, I'm going to play it like this, and you can play it like that. It's what pulled me in. Just the flexibility of it. What about you, Ben? The gameplay loop is quite satisfying, but to so to echo what Andy said, every time I go on it, I feel like I've got so many things I can do, but there's there's like no pressure to get anything done. Yeah. So like how I was just talking about before, like my first playthrough, I just fished. I didn't worry about anything else. <laughs> I ignored so many of the events that were going on. I didn't really speak to anyone and I had a fun time with it. Like yeah. you can be like really successful and have a good time with this game. I think if you even if you don't engage with like any of the romancing or even like you know the community aspects, like just you know just go the Jojo route and you know go into the mines and blow stuff up with bombs like a rich person. <laughs> like you know you want to do that, you can do it. But yeah, I think just the lack of pressure to do anything and to just play it how you want to play it. And I feel like the community center is good in that it, if you go down that route trying to focus on that it kind of makes you branch out a little bit like you've got to go into the mines to get some of these things yeah you've got to get some of these animals etc but i like that because when i first played it and i did all those things i found what i liked and what i didn't like i don't really like having too many animals i end up just selling them because i've got too many to manage <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i like fishing i'm gonna stick to that i like the one of the first things i always get is the best fishing rod i can get i'm like that's an investment that's like really good for me but <laughs> it's probably not the best use of like 90 percent of my savings at that point I but like, yes that, sorry go on yeah i was just gonna say i really like um what you said about the community center and that it does kind of force you to go down all the various routes like you have to cook for certain things you have to like fish you have to forage you have to harvest different crops that's a really good way like you said of, of getting into all the different aspects of the game but also yes discovering what you like so i love having the animals like i will focus predominantly on having an animal-based farm <laughs> animal farm <laughs> sorry um <laughs> and then i will have a few crops like seasonal crops like going in the background but it'll never be too like too much once i've done that initial setup of you know all of the the crops at the beginning to get some money going because yeah i really like doing like i said the artisanal stuff having the cellar and having you know ridiculously aged cheese that everyone seems to love it's a good kind of taster i guess yeah i don't disagree with your assessments i think if you're saying you know what is it that gets people addicted it's obviously it absolutely is all of those things i think the sheer scope of things you can do and for me personally not finding the you know the gameplay loop 
was giving me enough of those sort of little hits of dopamine yeah. that keep me interested in a thing. Yeah. Because there was a time when I've just been like, ah, oh, no, it's just this too open world, too sandboxy, mm. and I can't, there's too much to focus on. Obviously, I have no leg to stand on that ever since my sort of 5,000 hours sunk into Final <laughs> Fantasy, so... <laughs> Yeah, but that's a good counterpoint, though, because there's lots of grindy aspects in that that you can do, but that you really enjoyed. So it just, it's, Stargy may not have hit that that button for you that Final just Fantasy Just didn't did. butter my crumpet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games, whenever I pick it up, it's like when, you know, like you guys were all talking about how you pick it up and you like, and I've seen other people that we know as well mention, like, you know, that they could lose like whole days to it and stuff my mileage is really low for it mm. like i can play it for like one maybe two hours and i'm like mm, this is enough yeah it's just yeah it's just it's just one of those where it's like i get it i do and especially as someone who lost months i think to animal crossing <laughs> when that came out yeah which is kind of similar so yeah. i don't know i can't put yeah. my finger on what it is exactly about stardew valley that just made me has never really gripped me but I do think it is the the gameplay for me. It's just never given me quite enough. But also, like, I never really liked Farmville and stuff like that. So I think farming is just, I think farming simulators and all them kind of anything where it's like crops and watering them and having to keep redoing them. It's just like, it's so boring. It makes me want to itch my brain <laughs> for simulation. Yeah. 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 You know, so that's why I think I was able to play it very well <laughs> when I was on co-op and I didn't have to deal with any of that side of it. <laughs> uh, but as soon as I'm back to solo playing, I'm like, uh, it's so yeah. troublesome. My crops is literally like a batch of about, I think it's five lines of five. <laughs> I'm like, it'll be fine. <laughs> To the mines I go. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah, it's like it's a genuinely lovely game, and I can completely get how people get swept up into it. For me, it's just you know one of those where I'm like, cool, okay, not not weird enough, I think. Which you know it, there is a lot of weird stuff going on in there, but it's not quite weird enough, and it's still very cutesy and it's like veneer. Also, that thing that we've been able to go at your own pace. I don't think I'm like a hugely self-motivated individual necessarily. <laughs> yeah. So unless I have things propelling me along, like how I said, I lost days where it, my entire days were just spent going saying hello to everybody. It's like not at all useful. It's just that realization where it's like I just never felt like I was progressing particularly mm. like I feel like I'd spend two or three hours on it and I'd be like I feel like I've really progressed anything which made it feel like obviously I've never got to the end of it like the main story or anything so I don't know how big it actually is and how many seasons you have to go through and I don't like need it spoiling necessarily but it felt like that was such a long way away and I just was never enjoying it enough to persevere yeah I I get that especially the community center stuff I think can feel really big and like never ending when you don't know like where to gather stuff from you know what time of year is the best time to fish for a sturgeon for example I can understand why that could feel like unachievable I guess but in in a way that kind of puts you off rather than makes you think actually you know I'm gonna persevere with this whereas for me that's the exact thing it's like well there's no real end to this game and I'm like well I'm gonna find it so (laughs) (laughs) I will hit every target you put in front of me and I'll create my own goals because I'm just that fun so yeah I think like obviously this it kind of appeals to my need to 
order things and you know we've talked about me and the sims and control and that kind of I like arranging a world how I want it to be. Especially when I find like I'm feeling very anxious or very kind of freewheeling. I don't have much control over my life. So when I was in recovery from surgery, I literally couldn't do anything else. So it was a really good game for me to get those dopamine hits of achieving things without, you know, having to leave my chair and be in unspeakable pain while doing so. You know, sometimes a game like this comes along exactly when you need it as well um so Sasha for you with Final Fantasy 14 that came along at exactly the right time for you to just lose yourself in it and I think you know whether it's Stardew Valley or Final Fantasy 14 or The Sims or Power Wash Simulator you know any of these things where you're just doing quite personal quests and stories through it however you want to frame it I think it's great when a game like that comes along at the right time for you to lose hours of your life to I was, I'm exactly the same as you with the Stardew, though. I needed I needed something to escape to mm-hmm. when this came out. I was just, like spending a lot of time on my own and in my own head. So yeah. I found this cutesy little but deceptively dark <laughs> farming simulator and then just lost myself in this lovely little also slash deeply sad world. <laughs> I like it here. I get to like do stuff and can do whatever I like and go fishing <sighs> and also fight slimes yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Sure. I love how there's like yeah. very little explanation for all of the weird shit you find as well in yeah, the mines. The wizard invites you to his house. And you're like, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I thought I was just a farmer. <laughs> you go off in search of a witch at some point as well. Like there's all these weird, weird and wonderful magic things. You can befriend a dwarf in the mines. Yeah. There's... If you can learn his language. Yes. There's like a, a shadow creature as well who lives in the sewer that you can make friends with. Because why yeah. not? I think in the the expanded mod, the Stardew Valley expanded, you can romance that weird creature. Really? <laughs> I think so. I think that's one of the extra characters you can romance. Oh my god! I think I People need this mod. Like that. I, I've got the mod. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> I'll report back when I romance mysterious creature. Oh, Krobus, that's his name. Krobus, that's yeah. It. And there's Mister. I will romance him as well. The weird guy who like gives you puzzles to solve, and then you can go in his casino because oh, yeah. sure, which is above a shop. Our one and only nightclub in my hometown was above Ethel Austin's, so I deeply related to that casino being above a shop. <laughs> God, it's such a weird game when you talk about it, but it's so great. I love it. Any final thoughts? Uh, just kind of what I said before. It's like the epitome of escapism. I think Concerned Ape, or uh, Eric Barone, as he's really called, is just an incredibly talented developer doing all of this stuff on his own. Mm. And I also like that he just kept his head down Refused to take his success for granted. He continued to extensively support the game post-release and across all the different platforms. And he's just been quietly getting along, developing his next game, which it's just that's nice to see in the indie scene because you get some of these guys that get like a sniff of success and then become these utterly insufferable cunts. <laughs> or they just full-on milkshake duck themselves. Yeah. And, like This guy could have like dead hitchhikers in his basement for all I know, but I don't know about that. <laughs> so I get to just enjoy this game without any weird little reservations attached to it. It's all been free, hasn't it, as well? All like the updates is done. There's been no like DLC that anyone's had to oh, pay no, for. So like yeah. you know, he could he could have made a killing or he could have made so much money off that. Because lo- I'm sure loads of people would have lapped it up anyway. But yeah, just like Andy said, just carrying on working with the game and continuing to support it. I think the only thing I've not said about Stardew Valley, I wanted to say is I've just wrote down hyperfixation valley. 
because <laughs> I just get, just get locked into like, right, this is what I need to do, like in this order and everything needs to be done in this weird order and I forget about everything. Yeah. But yeah, just, yeah, I, I, I really like it. Continuously going back to it and I think like you said earlier, Becky, like finding new things. Mm. Like it kind of continues to surprise me like each time I go back, whether that's like a new update that's been done or just like a little scene that I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen before. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful game. So that's it for our Stardew Valley episode, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have enjoyed our episodes and have enjoyed other episodes, please like, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apparently Spotify has an update now, Andy. Yeah, now Spotify comes with um, Q&As or polls that come with the uh, every episode. Like, this is only on the mobile version, so if you go listen to, listening to the episode on your mobile, there'll be a Q&A saying, like, what did you think of this episode? Or a poll asking different questions or something. I don't know what I've done. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with this yet because <laughs> I haven't uploaded the episode yet, but there will be, like, questions or things for you to, like, engage with. So it's, it's a nice little bit of extra engagement for helping out with the algorithms and stuff like that. Cool. So just answer whatever question I put there if you're listening on Spotify mobile. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Did that so well. So you can find us on various social medias. We are one up Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's 1UPPOD. And we're also on Twitch, which we may or may not ever get around to using. Who knows? But you can join us there and you'll be the first to know if we do ever end up streaming. I can be found at Becky Grace Lee on Twitter and Instagram. Sasha, where can people find you? Bash at Demonhead on things. And Andy? I am at Truly Underscore Defective on Twitter. And Ben? I'm at Duke of Benningham on Twitter and Twitch and everything else. <laughs> nice. And thank you so much for joining us, Ben. It's been really great to have you here. Um, yes, thank you. So we look forward to hopefully having more of you in the future. And a personal <laughs> a personal thank you from me for not showing me up. <laughs> yeah, Sasha's no Sasha no note on me over here. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Excellent. Okay, so that's it for another month. I'm not sure what is next month. Super Mario. Super Mario. Oh yeah, it is the time of the movie. So join us. Um, we may or may not have another fake chip for that episode. We will see who it is next time. Like, ooh, mystery guest. Like, ooh. I don't know where I was going Teasing. with that. Yeah. It's a cliffhanger. The outro's going well. Who will it be? It's not as chaotic as some of them have been, so no. I will take that. But yes, so in the meantime, remember to get a life and play video games. <laughs> <laughs>